Good morning, everyone. It is time for Neon and Beyond. I'm your host, Steph McKenzie, as our full week of August is wrapping up. I hope you're enjoying your day. Remember, if you have any comments or you just want to reach out and say hi, it's Steph, S-T-E-P-H, at point, P-O-I-N-T, 97.com. We're going to get you up close and personal with things that continue to happen. Great things, I might add, here in Clark County, Southern Nevada, and the greatest state ever, that is Nevada. My next guest, I'm very excited to welcome to the program, kicking things off this morning. I We haven't been able to, to really connect with people on this yet, just how to stay safe and what to do. But here we are. Vaccines are very, very much right in the forefront of what is going on. And this morning, Dr. Ford from Intermountain Healthcare joins us. Good morning, Dr. Ford. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time this morning. And I'd like to just have a side note for everyone listening. Whether you agree or disagree, please take an open mind as you listen up to Dr. Ford and I discuss the things going on with the vaccine, especially right here in our own backyard. So right when we jump into everything, Dr. Ford, as a new guest here on Neon and Beyond, tell us about you and your history as a doctor here in Clark County. Yeah, thanks. So thanks for having me. So again, I'm Dr. Judith Ford. I'm a board-certified internist, internal medicine, um, and I've been in Nevada, in southern Nevada, for 18 years. Um, so I, I feel like a native. I trained um, in the Northeast um, and then came here 18 years ago, had both my children at Summerlin Hospital, um, and now I am with Intermountain Healthcare. Um, you will see the signage all over uh, the city. Um, our group used to be um, healthcare partners, and we uh, were bought by Intermountain Healthcare two years ago. So the group that you've known for the last 20, 25 years um, is just under different uh, uh, banners now. Intermountain Healthcare, really great healthcare company out of Utah. Absolutely. Well, we love you guys and big, big supporters of the Raiders. So I love that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I, we have to be best friends so we can go to the games together. <laughs> that's right. what everyone thinks. So Dr. Ford, let's get into the vaccine because that's what we're going to focus on in, yeah. our, in our interview this morning. First of all, as far as COVID is concerned, from the beginning when all of this happened to now, what has been the biggest change or the biggest thing that you've seen in your practice? Oh, there's so many things. Um, so, so since the beginning, um, well, in the beginning, we didn't have a vaccine. So it was all about trying to protect our most vulnerable. And so um, masking and social distancing and even shutting down was the way we did this. Um, finally, um, in December, we started seeing the emergency use authorization of the two mRNA vaccines. And in January, so in December, we started vaccinating our healthcare workers. And in January, our most vulnerable seniors, my mother is 80 and received her vaccine through UMC. UMC did an amazing job early on as an early um, vaccine um, uh, site. And so now, um, and then in the spring, it became available to the rest of us, the younger and healthier folks. Um, and so it's really shifted from um, not understanding this disease, really seeing incredible amounts of ICU and hospitalizations, shifting to a vaccination um, drive. So it's really changed. Uh, likewise, who's in the hospital now has changed. Um, depending on what state you're in, about 95% of the hospitalizations are in the unvaccinated and about 99% of the deaths are in the unvaccinated. So it's also shifted in terms of who we're seeing in the hospital. 
Absolutely. And, you know, we got to talk about the vaccine and getting the vaccine. And this morning, you and I are going to talk about why it's important to get the vaccine. And as far as numbers are concerned or where Mm. people can maybe follow along with us this morning or look and do their education as well, the numbers have seemed to go on the up in the past month, correct? It's been terrible. It really feels like last summer. Um, So our current surge feels very much like last July, um, and we have not peaked. So the numbers continue to go up and up and up. Um, So the the Nevada website that that you can look, it's called Nevada Response. If you just, you know, type in Nevada Response, you can look at the numbers yourself. Um, And our confirmed cases have not peaked. We are still climbing. Um, And our percent positivity rate, which is a measure of how bad the uh, the pandemic is is now up to well as of a week ago was at fourteen point three percent which is really heartbreaking because in June we were all the way down to three point four percent which was amazing and the World Health Organization has set five percent as kind of the goal um, to get this pandemic under control so we were there in June um, and now we've just seen this incredible spike to numbers that we saw last summer. You know, and I was looking at some of the numbers. We we see that almost 50% of Nevadans are fully vaccinated, correct? Correct. And again, as of the 29th of uh, July, the number was 47.53 fully vaccinated um, folks 12 and over. Those are the people who are eligible for the vaccine. But then you see some that started it, but they haven't gotten their second shot. Do we have any reasons for that? So... Again, we, I don't have the time frame. So for the Pfizer vaccine, it's a three-week interval. And for the Moderna vaccine, it's a four-week interval. So they might just simply be in between vaccines. Right. Um, also, if you, they got sick, they would have to wait. Um, if they got COVID, they would have to wait until they were fully recovered. Um, and then there are some people who just can't receive the second vaccine because they had some sort of allergy or, or reaction. That's incredibly rare, um, but it's possible. So I'm hopeful that, you know, the 57% who have initiated vaccine um, as opposed to 47%, I'm hoping that's just a timing thing. Right. And when the four weeks go by, we'll see that number shoot up to 50. It's very hopeful, right, that we could yeah. be actually at 57 in a few weeks. So let's talk about the Delta variant as far as COVID is concerned. You know, one of the things as far as I'm concerned and and my friends, so COVID versus the Delta variant, is it the same? Yeah. So the original um, COVID that came out of China, you can call it um, the original strain or the wild type strain. I've heard it called the L strain. That original strain, we have the most information about. So for every um, person that got that strain, they would infect two and a half other people. This Delta variant, it's, it's, this, it's like, kind of like the flu. It's similar. It's just mutated a couple of its proteins. Um, and by doing that, it's become more contagious. This Delta variant, um, for every person that's infected with Delta variant, they infect four unvaccinated people. So that just kind of gives you a sense of how much more um, contagious it is because of those little changes in its protein structure. And so we've known throughout the whole 18 months of this pandemic, first it was the wild type, then there were other variants. The one that got a lot of press was the British variant, the alpha variant, when it, it caused a big surge in Britain. And now this Delta variant that originated in India, but was on our shores by April. So we believe this, uh, this, 
virus will keep mutating, much like the flu virus um, does. We know, right, we have to get annual flu shots because that virus keeps you mutating. And so the idea behind vaccination is if we can stop it, if we can stop the transmission, we stop the mutation. And so that's the whole concept of it's not enough that I'm vaccinated. Everyone needs to be vaccinated so this thing stops mutating. If you get vaccinated, are you ever going to catch it again? Oh, it's possible. Um, so that's the, that's the evolving science. Um, since the Delta variant is relatively new, we've only really known about it since April, um, we, we believe that the current vaccines, um, the two mRNA vaccines and the J&J vaccine, which is an adenovirus vaccine, uh, all the data so far shows it is effective against the Delta variant. As effective as against the wild type? Probably not. But certainly in the 90% range, at least. So, and which is a pretty good vaccine. So right now, those of, I've been vaccinated with uh, the Moderna vaccine. I have at least a 90% protection against this very contagious Delta variant. Now, it's not 100%, and this virus is out there and contagious. So I'm back to wearing my mask. Everybody else is back to wearing their mask to protect themselves against that 10% possibility that you're going to pass someone in a grocery store and inhale that virus. Absolutely. I was just going to ask you as far as masks are concerned, it's important whether you've been vaccinated or not to still wear it. Right. Because the vaccine is not um, a, a, a Kevlar vest, right? I had a friend of mine who's a nurse who was like, I just felt like I was 100% protected. And it's like, you're not. Um, so wearing that mask, especially in a state where less than half of us are vaccinated, just makes sense. Um, you do not want this. <laughs> now, the good news is the folks that are vaccinated also have less, have more mild disease. Um, and so that's really good. That's why they're not ending up in the hospital because they have mild disease. So that's a good thing, but I don't want it even a mild disease because it's nasty. Absolutely. And then what about people saying that the vaccine isn't safe and no one really knows what's in it and they just got it and putting it yeah, in everyone? So we, we know what's in it. So that's, that's one of my pet peeves. You can read the label. Everything that's in that vaccine has been used in other vaccines, um, so we know what's in it. It went through all the uh, regular FDA hurdles. Um, all the tr- nothing was uh, was cut. It just went faster um, because there was a need for it to go faster. Um, but speed doesn't necessarily mean any corners were cut. Um, so all the data is there. It's available on the FDA website. This is all transparent. Um, I spent a couple hours when these things were released looking at what was submitted to the FDA and looking at the studies um, and looking at the presentations that the manufacturers made to the FDA. It's all there um, on the FDA website. Not hard to find. I'm not a, an excellent Googler. Um, so it's all there. Um, so safety data is good. Um, you know, it was not tested in pregnant women because generally we don't test vaccines in pregnant women. We generally right. don't test things on pregnant women in general. But that doesn't mean it's not safe. It just means it wasn't tested. And so many women have chosen, in in consultation with their physician, have said, look, pregnancy is a high-risk state. I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to put my pregnancy or my baby at risk. I'm choosing to get the vaccine. And they've done great. And so now we are getting some data on pregnant women who have volunteered to take the vaccine, and we're seeing great data. So, um, you know, so so the safety data is, is excellent. I, I just don't have any, it's hard to say otherwise if you look at the data. Well, and I love before we started the interview too, you know, this is science. So we need 
Nothing is 100%. Let's be honest about that. But this is the closest we're going to get to it. And as far as the side effects, there can be side effects. It's not life-threatening, but there will be some in some instances, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, I would just go in with your eyes wide open um, if you haven't been vaccinated. Low-grade fever, aches and pains, headache, kind of feeling what I say punky for a couple days is absolutely expected. Um, The younger folks, both my teenagers have been vaccinated. The younger folks seem, because their immune systems are more robust, seem to have more side effects. They get a little bit more under the weather. So just plan. Um, So just, you know, make sure you're not planning on running your half marathon right after getting the vaccine. Um, You take a little bit of Advil or Tylenol, a couple days, you're fine. So I think that's a very small price to pay for such a wonderful vaccine that can protect you and your community from such terrible disease. And what about if you have the antibodies? Can you still get the vaccine or do you have to wait till you're done with that? Yeah. So the original, again, the science, the data showed you're probably protected um, 60 to 90 days after having the actual infection. 60 to 90 days is what the, what the data is showing us. So the original advice was, yeah, you can wait 60 to 90 days to get your vaccine. After 90 days, you're probably not protected enough. Um, so you might still have antibodies, but those antibody levels have fallen and you probably have lost some cellular immunity and you probably should get vaccinated. Also, you probably didn't have the Delta variant because remember the Delta right. variant didn't come up on our shores until April. So just, you know, so you may not have any protection against Delta. So that was the original advice when the vaccines were in such short supply and everybody wanted one was to wait the 90 days. Now that vaccines are widely available, the advice is don't wait. Once you're recovered from the, from the illness, I hope you recover quickly. Typically that's about 10 days and you're feeling well, you should seek the vaccine. So that's currently our advice that once you've recovered from your illness, you should seek the vaccine. The vaccine seems to have lasting immunity, at least as far out as we have data. So we have six-month data on the mRNA vaccines. They were the first to come out, remember, in, in December. Right. So now that it's summer, we have six-month data. The, the immunity seems to be lasting at the six-month mark. So, again, I don't know how long it will last. That's, that's what science will tell us as the months march on. But right now, the vaccine immunity seems longer-lasting than the infection immunity. And for those that are listening this morning and still are hesitant or still don't really know about it, what's your best advice for people like that? Yeah. So um, I heard a politician on the news and he said it so beautifully. I I wish I remembered who he was. Um, He said, talk to your doctor. And it's like, like, let's go back to basics. Talk to your health provider who you have a history with who's ushered you through illness before, who you trust their opinion, talk to your doctor about it. Um, You know, hopefully your doctor has read the studies I have and feels comfortable walking you through some of the data, what we know, what we don't know. But that's your best advice is talk to a trusted healthcare professional. Um, and that, and, uh, and I was like, that's brilliant. Why haven't we started there? Right. Don't listen to Dr. Google. Don't listen to the, you know, internet trolls. Talk to your trusted healthcare provider. And for those that are still wanting to get the vaccine but haven't done it because they don't know where to go or places to go, where where can we do that? So the vaccine is really available everywhere. I mean, when it became FDA approved for 12 and up, I just drove my daughter down to our local CVS. 
my 14 year old and, and got it. She got the Pfizer vaccine at CVS. So it's really available at all of the local pharmacies now, CVS and Walgreens and Albertsons and Savon. Um, we at Intermountain also give it. We are giving the Moderna vaccine. That was the vaccine we always started with and we just stuck with it. Um, so we are giving the Moderna vaccine at five of our locations and you would just need to call your Intermountain Healthcare office and say, I want the vaccine. We give it to you. Um, but it's really, not hard to find. If you very specifically want the J&J vaccine, um, that there are it's more limited supplies of the J&J vaccine, so you would have to go to the Nevada website and find what locations have J&J. Well, and that was going to be my next question. I know you got to get going, but before we let you go, for those that are still like, eh, I don't know, what do you tell them, to, or where do you tell them to go to, to do the research to find out the great information? Yeah, so I mentioned the Nevada website um, is called Nevada Response. So just Google Nevada, you know, just put in your uh, your search Nevada Response. You'll get um, all the COVID data, um, all the uh, tracking, where to get, they have links to where to get the vaccine. So that's been a wonderful resource. And it's really been up for the last 18 months. I'm very proud of our state for having such a wonderful website. If you want more general information about what the CDC is saying, go to www.cdc.gov. Lots of information from the CDC website. The American um, College of OBGYN, ACOG, A-C-O-G, they have a wonderful, if you go to their website, they have a wonderful couple pages on their statement, how they feel about vaccination in pregnancy and lactation. Um, the American Pediatrics Association has put out a statement. So there's a lot of really good um, sources. That you, and I mentioned the FDA. All that information about um, the submission to the FDA is there on the FDA website. So um, it's really quite easy. They've made it very transparent. And as far as people that are into numbers, the Southern Nevada um, Health District has their website with the numbers here in Nevada that they update as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. Dr. Ford from Intermountain Healthcare is joining us this morning. Before we let you go, give us the important tips on how to stay safe and what to do in our daily lives each day. Yeah. So um, if you're not vaccinated, please get vaccinated. Educate yourself. Please get vaccinated. You're protecting the people under 12 and the people who are immunosuppressed. Um, for every, whether you're vaccinated or not, you've got to put back on your mask. This Delta variant is incredibly contagious. Those of us who are old enough to remember the chicken pox, it's as contagious as the chicken pox. So keep, put on your mask when you're indoors in a public place. Um, so that would be grocery stores and, and movie theaters and, um, you know, your local pharmacy. Put back on your mask. When you leave that public place, wash your hands. I'm a notorious toucher of my face. I can't help it. It's a tick. Wash your hands after leaving the public places before you eat, before you prepare food. Um, and uh, get educated. Just don't, you know, look at the websites, get your own information. Don't believe, um, you know, sources that are questionable. Well, and I love what you said. Talk to your doctor. Oh, and talk to your doctor. I hope you have one. Talk to your doctor. Dr. Ford, Intermountain Healthcare, joining us this morning. I really appreciate you coming on and helping educate us and teach us some things and give us the information of where to go and the right thing to do. Thanks so much. Have a good day. You too. Thank you and be safe. You too. Bye-bye.